Hello, pod fam, and hello, Rachel. Are you excited for today? I am so excited. I We have been waiting for this for like seven months. Like it's been a long time coming. It has been episode. a long time. And this episode was actually supposed to come out when the Red episode came out. Yes. Um, yes. On the anniversary of Evermore. However, yes. we were so hyped about Red that we kind of did some switching around. So we are sorry. We kind of got out of order, people. Mm -hmm. But we are here back with another, I don't know, what is this? Like a Taylor Swift bonus episode day? Taylor Swift album review, Taylor Swift obsession bonus episode. I don't know. It's just, it's Taylor Swift day. We have a Taylor Taylor Swift Swift day. (laughs) We have it multiple (laughs) days a year. (laughs) Woo! It's like becoming a quarterly thing. It is becoming a quarterly thing. And one thing that is very special about this little, I guess, mini series about the Evermore album is that today we are going to be doing our classic album review, favorite lines, how we kind of relate. But Mm -hmm. as a special treat, we are coming out with not one, but two Evermore stories because we had so much fun with the folklore story that came out Mm -hmm. back in the summertime that we are doing a Rachel's version and a Laura's version. So definitely keep listening and those ones will be coming out. Yeah. Can you tell that this one's like pretty much our favorite album? I feel like it's coming out with the fact that we're doing three episodes about it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And this one, oh, the story just flowed and you know, I was super pumped to do another mm-hmm. um, story like we had done with with folklore, mm-hmm. and we thought at first like, oh, like what if we work on it together this time? Yeah. So we both kind of went off and put our songs in the orders that we thought, and I love it because when we came back together, our orders were completely opposite. It was almost inverted, if I remember was, correctly. It was so funny. And that's just like the power of this album is mm-hmm. that there's so much interpretation and it becomes its own thing to every person. Mm-hmm. So right then and there, we decided that like, you know what? This deserves two separate stories. Yes, it does. And I don't know. It was just – it was super fun for us both to go off. I hadn't writ- I haven't written out – the story itself yet, like the bullet points. And I know that we came up with that order like a while ago for each of us, but it's still like the order that I created and I'm sure with yours as well, like it still holds exactly how I originally imagined it. And I just love that. So back to Evermore, the album itself, a thought that I've been having ever since I put uh, down my favorite lyrics is something we've talked about before. And I think that Evermore is... Taylor's most adult album. Would you agree? Yes. yes. Yes, I would definitely agree with that because let's let's look at Folklore and Evermore. They are sister albums. And as we discussed in our Folklore episodes, the songs themselves are very fairy tale like and mm-hmm. um, not always ending on a positive note, but a very youthful look and at, innocent. Yeah, an innocent youthful look at relationships where mm-hmm. evermore I feel like you really go that next step further to that older viewpoint mm-hmm. and you see flaws in yourself and the other person, which mm-hmm. is very true to life, you know, like there isn't the perfect partner and then yourself, like it's it's such a give and take, you know, we all have flaws but we all have pros. And it kind of goes back to that, like, you know, we're not all bad and we're not all good. We're just, we're just human. 
Yeah, and it's it really shows the messiness and grittiness of actual adult relationships. Like it's not that, you know, cute, passionate, he loves me, he loves me not vibe. It's very yeah. much like you guys have been this, in this relationship for like seven years. You like have planned out your lives together and it ended. Like that's a very messy thing compared to your high school relationship. Yeah, exactly. So – before we hop in, what are you having to drink this uh, afternoon? It's the afternoon today. Uh, so today I am drinking a raspberry Earl Grey de la creme. Interesting. Yes, I haven't had this one on the show yet because I found one of my tea tins that, you know, is just laying around and there were tea bags in it. So I did have to kind hmm. of guess at what this one was. It was down to two options. Uh, one was a raspberry oolong tea and the other one was a raspberry Earl Grey de la creme. And mm -hmm. after like I steeped it and looked at the leaves, it's definitely not like an oolong tea because an oolong tea will like have the whole leaves that unfurl because they're very tightly mm -hmm. rolled when they're dried. Mm -hmm. And this one was just more of like a black tea mm -hmm. texture. So it's definitely the raspberry, <laughs> raspberry Earl Grey de la creme. It kind of sounds like it's straight out of the Aristocats. <laughs> you know what? That it, tea? It could. And I just – I felt like it was appropriate for Evermore mm -hmm. today because it's like a little bit like whimsical yeah. in the name, but it's not creme de la creme de la Edgar. I'm not going to lie. When you said what it was called, I was just like, that's ex immediately what came into mind. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so if we're like doing this podcast and I happen to pass out during this process – um turns out it was creme de la creme de la Edgar and not <laughs> not the raspberry Earl Grey de la creme. <laughs> what are you drinking oh, though? I have just a basic chai tea, which is very, very nice. What yes. a classic. It's so good. And uh, I also have my candle lit. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah, I felt like it really has the Evermore vibe. Just, you know, a nice chai tea and a candle. Oh, lovely. So, well, I I had a candle burning upstairs when I was just kind of hanging out and doing some reading and prepping for this episode, and it was mm -hmm. called Love. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, had, I had my candle moment as well. I just didn't feel like carrying it downstairs <laughs> as well. Okay. So I'm still with you on the candle. Awesome. Now, before we get started, I do want to ask, Evermore kind of ranking, I guess, is it top for you or where does it fall? Oh, that's such a hard question. I know. Um, it's really it's hard. Like top compared to all Taylor's albums? Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely put it top. Okay. Yeah. It's so – I don't know. I feel like with all the re-releases, I'm like rediscovering mm -hmm. a lot of songs. And this one though, definitely – a top like it's it's probably one of my only zero skips album with the exception of yes one song which i will explain when we get to it mm -hmm. um so it's it's definitely that true like i i listen to every song and i enjoy every song and yeah. i just enjoy this album as a whole what about you though so i would say that it is my favorite tied with red Mm -hmm. But I would say that I almost view like Evermore Folklore and Lover as like an entirely different era of Taylor's life. Same, same. I feel like they're so hard to compare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I yeah, would say like because we've kind of been in those stages when these albums come out. So it's really hard to like 
even put Fearless. Like Fearless was one of my favorite albums Mm -hmm. as a teenager. But with all these other albums that came out after and like my older perspective, Mm -hmm. it's hard to rank them together. Yeah. So like I would say that Evermore is like my favorite adult, Taylor. And Red is my favorite of those original more. They were like almost autobiography of her life. Right. Right. Yeah. Because this is so different. You know, her first several albums really were about her life. And Mm -hmm. it was easy to see Taylor in those situations where Mm -hmm. these two albums, they really are her imagination at play Mm -hmm. and creating characters and, and backstories to them. Mm-hmm. So even these two albums, like it's it's really hard to put them next to the other ones because I agree with you. It's just like a different era. Yeah. And like your assessment, like our assessment in this podcast and also for Folklore when we did it uh, back last July, I think it was, it's a very different assessment because it's more about the story and how does that story make us feel where when you go back to original albums like we did with Red, we assessed it for how it made us feel, but also was very clearly Taylor's voice yes, about her own life. So it's yes. a very different process, I think. I would agree with that. Yeah. So hopping in with Willow. Okay. So I just want to say that when I'm listening to this song, yep. I am imagining myself in like a super flowy dress. Same. And I'm swaying with the witchy vibes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of our favorite gifts that we happen to text each other a lot. And it's the Kermit dancing gift in slow motion. Yeah, yep. That is me. Pretty much listening to this whole album, but especially Willow. Because it's mm-hmm. it's like someone is casting a spell. And it's for someone to like fall head over heels in love with them and become all consumed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just like got that really witch vibe that is – just, I don't know, it's so prevalent these yeah, days. Yeah, I, th- I think the image that I think of when I hear this song all the time is an image from the music video where uh, it's the line where she's like, give me the signal and I'll meet you after dark. Yeah. And in that section, it's showing her walking up to kind of like the witch's circle. Yes, kind of gives that Outlander vibe if anyone's watched Outlander. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it really like that's the image that always plays in my head when I hear it, and I'm just like, ooh, it feels it. It definitely gives me Outlander vibes. Like it feels like a song placed out of time. Yes, it does. So favorite lyric or lyrics? Because uh, after Red, I just have started to list out like six per song. I know so. we just kind of gave up. Like it's so hard to pick just one yes. lyric. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually I did go with one, mm-hmm. and mine is wait for the signal and I'll meet you after dark. And I just, I love this in the video with the visual, like you were saying, but I Mm -hmm. also believe it's almost a nod to love story. Yep. Um, And that whole imagery that's in that song. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's so good. It's just so good. I love it. Well, I have a few. I have a few kind of, uh, Going off of yours is the next line in that section, and it's show me the places where the others gave you scars. Mm, Yes, I almost continued on with that. I love it. It's so, so good. I don't know. It just – it gives me chills. I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, ooh, I need a blanket. And then it's the opening, which is I'm like the water when your ship rolled in that night, rough on the surface, but you cut through like a knife. (sighs) Such a good visual. Yes. Yes. I think that's like – this, I, I cannot say it's the height 
of Taylor's storytelling capabilities with this album, but mm-hmm. like the girl is peaking every yeah. time when she comes out with with new songs. Yeah. And I think, and like we've said this many times before, this is why we love her album so much because mm-hmm. they tell a story and they have this amazing visual. Yeah. So it's just, it's so, it's so good. I think when I heard that line, I was like, Outlander. <laughs> yes. Outlander. And then my <laughs> personal, personal favorite line in this, just because it has sentimental value, is life was a willow and it bent right to your wind. Yep. Yeah, that I mean, I feel like I've told that story a couple times, so like I'm not going to get into it again, but it's a very personal line for me. And I just it's such an interesting way to say that when you fall in love, it can have such a huge impact on your life. Mm -hmm. So good times. Good, Good times with Willow. Good times. Anything else to say about Willow? No, I don't think so. All right, Champagne Problems. I know you really loved this song when it first came out. It was a yep. bit more of a slow burn for me, mm-hmm. but now I absolutely love it. Like I could definitely say it's one of my favorite songs on the album. And yeah. essentially, it's just like a proposal gone wrong. I know. It's so sad. It is so sad. I have I have lots of lines for this one. Um, what are your thoughts on this song? Uh, I, I tried to keep myself in check on it so I only selected two lines because otherwise it would be the whole song um but I uh this on my Spotify wrapped oh this is another one that was most played yeah yeah this was my most played so my most played last year was the one and my most played for 2021 was champagne problems love that for me Uh, yeah great times for you yeah pretty sure I played it like 130 times and I'm like yep sounds about right and my First favorite line is one for the money, two for the show. I never was ready, so I watch you go. Yes. Which is like, ah, it's just, it's so, so heartbreaking. And then the next one is, but you'll find the real thing instead. She'll patch up the tapestry that I shred. Mm -hmm. And I love this song because I think it's such a perfect example where, especially as women, our struggles, especially mentally, can be so skewed with outward perception. You know, yes. it's just throughout the whole song, basically, as I'm hearing the story of someone who's struggling and knows that this relationship isn't right for them with where they're at in life. But the response of the outward world is, oh, she's just insane. Yeah. Like there's something wrong with her, you know? Yes. Not and looking think, at the relationship or, or anything else. Yeah. So I think that kind of gave me like a picture of the man in this instance is being looked at as like this broken little bird mm-hmm. who needs help and like his life will get better. And then the woman who like is really going through something and needs people around her, but she's the one that gets looked at like the villain. It's not a joint experience. No. And it almost seems like you know, okay, don't worry, you'll find another woman who's going to fix everything and love you how you need to be loved. But me, like, I'm damaged mm-hmm. goods and I'll never have that. Like, that's, yeah. that's very much what you hear in this song. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, she's going to be better than me because our friends say so. But yeah. our friends no longer want to be around me. Mm-hmm. Which, it, it, it feels uh, also like an experience where, you know, how you have couple friends Yes. You've seen it in movies all the time where a breakup happens and it's like the friends have to choose a side. Right. And I, I hear that a lot in this one too, is that they really kind of 
kicked her out and stuck with him. What are what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I totally agree with you on those. And then I have um, I pulled three lines for this one, and I just find that every verse in this song it just mm-hmm. cuts like it's such mm-hmm. a sharp song that mm-hmm. every line that's spoken is interesting yep. and it gives you something to think about um so to start off you had a speech you're speechless love slipped beyond your reaches that one is a good one that yeah, was on like my list too yeah i know i had one like yours on my list as well but i i can rework here and okay. for for me it's almost like this man is just in shock yeah because he had every expectation that she would say yes yes right and mm-hmm. now his world is crumbling and and you know that wounded bird that you were mentioning is coming out in this line like it's kind of like the first blow mm-hmm. um and then oh my god okay i just love how she sings everything in the song so it's really hard to like Pick one thing. Um, and it's so only like one. two minutes, like two minutes. I know. It's a seconds. super short song, actually, when you're looking at everything. But uh, the next one is Your Midas Touch on the Chevy Door, November Flush and Your Flannel Cure. This dorm was once a madhouse. I made a joke. Well, it's made for me. And then um, my last one is Sometimes you just don't know the answer till someone's on their knees and asks you. I never knew that she said knees until recently. And it's just like, oh. That's a visual. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's literally I feel like it's very common. Like it's it's not spoken about, but it's very common where people are like, "Oh, like you're going to get married." And and then until someone asks you, it's like, "Oh my god, that's the moment of realization of like whether you want to or not." Mm-hmm. So, I just I just love how it's pointed out in the song here. And then the very next lines are, you know, she would have made a lovely bride. And that's that's kind of the outside world. Mm-hmm. tearing apart that moment of her mm-hmm. saying no so it's just like that like there is something seriously wrong with her mm-hmm. because if you're being proposed to you know of course you would say yes right what a shame she's fucked in the head right i know exactly <laughs> so that's all i have for champagne problems uh, do you have anything else no i mean i i, I don't have a personal experience with this so <laughs> yeah i actually found with a lot of songs and i think more when the album first came out i thought I had more personal experiences yeah but I guess I did like more of my like stories related more to folklore when we first did that so these songs like I really just enjoy them for the experience Mm -hmm. that they that they take me on and like the story that they tell Mm -hmm. um so yeah like I I could split hairs and like try and relate to this but like I just enjoy the songs for what they are same and I, I think as well too like we're at a more mature place in our life where the content of these songs, we haven't experienced them, but the concepts I would say we think about yes, a yes. lot. It's almost like we're learning from them even though we haven't had the experience yet because like that could happen right. at some That's point true. in our future. Yeah. So thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> thanks for your lessons. <laughs> love that. Love that. Okay. Gold Rush. Oh, love this song. I it's such a bop. Oh man. And it's just like it flows perfectly with the tempo. I'm so excited to do the Evermore story with this song. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Kind of one of the pillars for me. And yeah, what are your thoughts? Okay, well, I'll start with my lyrics. I have two. 
Mm-hmm. My first one is my mind turns your life into folklore. Yeah, I can't I dare one. to dream about you anymore. Oh, it's so good. I just it's so it's so so good and I just I love the adultness of that line of mm-hmm. um you know acknowledging that that relationship is not going to be whether because it's not going to be because it's not going to work or because you don't want to put yourself out there but just being like Mm, done and then the last one oh sorry just one one point on that like i also love the nod to yes. the folklore album in that yes yes, yes so I, I, it's also one of my favorite lines so i just wanted to throw that in there before your next one go okay and then this one i think it's in one of the last verses and it's in the coastal town we never found we'll never see a love as pure as it good one and i just love it how it bends when she says the same thing earlier in the song where it's like the fantasy Mm-hmm. And then bends it into the opposite, where it's like the reality of the situation. Do you know what right. I mean? It's kind of a a nod to the fact that you know you can create entire relationships and fantasies in your head, even if you just see a person on a subway, mm-hmm. and then you come back down to reality of what your actual life is day right. to day. And right. I think, like, I kind of like that where it's fast and it goes through the fantasy and then back to the acceptance of reality. And it's just a very good, um, you know, like I feel like people go through that experience like every day. Yeah, you know? no, I think that's a very good perspective of, of how to view this song. Mm-hmm. So I look at this song as actually kind of hopeful where it's more of like flexing your hopeless romantic muscle. Mm, interesting. Well, I'm excited yeah. to do this story because I have a very different point okay. of view and I don't, I don't want to like get into detail because it's like I, I break it down in the story. But my favorite lines are definitely, you know, my my mind turns your life into folklore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, everybody wonders what it would be like to love you. Walk past, quick brush. I don't like slow motion, double vision, and rose blush. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's like a truffle. Yes. That's that I whole love line. It. So good. And then the next one is just because it's like kind of cheeky. And mm-hmm. how I think how we all wish we could be mm-hmm. is what must it be like to grow up that beautiful with your hair falling into place like dominoes? True. You know? That is a good one. Like every time I hear it, I'm just like, damn, I wish someone mm-hmm. said that about my hair, <laughs> you know? Same. Uh, I actually had one more thing to say on the turns your life into folklore section. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just it's not even like a full sentence, but it captures that tendency that we all have when you have a crush on somebody. You know, you don't even know the person, but you're like, oh, they would be like this or oh, they yes. are like this or they are – great in this way but it's like you have no you have no clue yep and yeah. I I kind of kind of goes it. back to that high school thing of just like we're gonna get married and all this kind of stuff um yeah and you have like no idea yeah no I just I love it I love it any other thoughts that is all I have for gold rush great Tis the Damn Seasons, my favorite Christmas song. Oh my God. New favorite Christmas song. And I am waiting for Hallmark or Netflix to make it into a Christmas movie. They really should because you know what? They can make a, they, like Netflix could make movies about all of these songs. I think so. I think it would they be really a could. very great deal. Great. I have three lyrics or three lines. The first one is, it's the kind of cold fogs up windshield glass, but I felt it when I passed you. That one cuts. Oh, it does it's just like ooh, the next two break me actually and it's i won't ask you to wait if you don't ask me to stay oh so good and then so good. fine so good and then finally 
And the heart I know I'm breaking is my own to leave the warmest bed I've ever known. Oh, that one's so sad. I know. When I listen to this song, I almost think of like a career-driven woman who has mm-hmm. really like, you know, put her passion into where she wants to go and, you know, into life in the city and putting herself out there and all of that. But having had to sacrifice loving relationships along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of having to grapple with that all the time is the feeling of I'm off to do this stuff. I won't ask you to wait if you don't ask me to stay. But it's just like, you know, she's not doing much to actually like make that relationship a reality again. Mm -hmm. But if they asked, she might. Yeah. Like she would reconsider it. It very much feels like, um, you know, coming home at a high school reunion or yeah. something and this is where it kind of sounds like a Christmas movie and you know you see your your high school sweetheart and it kind of ties into one of my favorite lines was which is um and the road not taken looks real good right now yes yeah like I just definitely have been at moments in my life I'm just like hmm I wonder how that would have gone you know I think yep. we all we have moments like that and then my other favorite line is time flies messy as the mud on your truck tires now I'm missing your smile hear me out Yes. And it's just, that's just another line. It just sounds so good. Yeah. Tis the damn season. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Great it Christmas, hurts. Carol. It's oh, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Remember like when she first released this album like three weeks before she did the picture where she's like, this picture screams tis the damn season. Yes. Before we even had the track list. And I'm just like, oh, you're so mean. I'm like, she's like, jokes, guys. <laughs> jokes. We were jokes. all fooled. <laughs> Yep, yep. And now on to a a true, true track five. Oh, I'm so okay. I'm so glad you said that because the first thing I have about this song is definitely one of the top song five tracks of all of her albums. Yeah. It's still kind of a slow burn for me. It's actually very hard for me to listen to. Really? I think because it it hurts. (laughs) Yeah. It's a pretty raw Um, song. Yes, and I do – I definitely have my favorite lyrics. I think I listen to it sparingly though just because um, I don't, it makes me feel some things. Mm-hmm. And I just – this is one song where I have had the experience and I don't like remembering it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. Um, my two favorite lyrics is uh, – and I just love this line because, you know, I like hearing about awareness. Uh, mm-hmm. I know my love should be celebrated, but you tolerate it. Mm, yes. It's you're coming into that awareness of I deserve better than this. Yeah. That's kind of what I get throughout this whole song is that this relationship has been going on for a while, but it's only now coming into realization of this isn't right and this isn't fair to me and it's not what I deserve. Exactly. Yes. And then this one is in the bridge. I made you my temple, my mural, my sky. Now I'm begging for footnotes in the story of your life. That's such a good line. I have that one too. I do have another one, Um, but that is one of my favorite lines in this song. So I just, I I love that line because it, to me, screams um, unequal effort into a relationship where one person, or just like, you know, one person loves the other more than the other person does, which happens pretty frequently, Mm -hmm. I think. That's definitely a common thing, especially when a relationship is breaking down is, you know, maybe you loved each other equally at a time, but you know how kind of relationships end at different speeds Yeah, where like a girl 
the thing where it's like, oh, women break up in their women break up mentally three months before they actually break up with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So it, it it's just um when I hear that line, it's definitely that disparity between levels of effort and the fact that at a period of time you were that person's entire life, but you're not mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, and kind of watching not. watching that unfold, which I think she kind of says throughout that period of the song. Where she's like, um, where's that man who threw blankets over my barbed wire? Yeah. It feels like the tail end of a relationship that's just gone on for too long. Yeah. And also at the end of the song um, where she talks about like, you know, I could leave you. And I think it goes like, um, believe me, I could do it. You just start to feel the song almost build in its Mm – in its intensity because like she's just like, no, I'm getting the strength. I can do this. I can be fine without you. Mm -hmm. But then in the Uh, end, she chooses not to. Yes. At at, at that song. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's kind of like almost um, like you were saying before, it's the realization that you deserve better, but you don't actually like maybe quite have all the confidence Mm -hmm. to break away or maybe you're not able to. And yeah, Sorry, I'm going back to a financial lesson, people, Um, (laughs) (laughs) because this happens so often where, you know, women aren't always like the breadwinner or or have their own money or, you know, they feel if they leave, they're going to lose their children. So I feel like this song could also apply to those situations where some women really do feel trapped because, you know, maybe their husband is that sole provider Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe they gave up continuing on their education to uh, support him or, you know, have, have their children and raise their children. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just such a sad song and can be applied in so many different ways. Yeah. And even in, if we look at this in like more younger, like mid-20s relationships, when you start living together, you can also just apply this to like a lease. Like what if you move in with somebody and four months later, you're like, I'm not happy. Yeah. Like I, I was watching um, a YouTuber today actually that went through that earlier in 2021 And like you don't really think about that, like how complicated it is to leave Mm -hmm. once you live with somebody. Yeah. It's almost going back to that kind of saying where it's hard to stay, but it's even harder to leave. Yes. In a way. And and I think this song really grasped that idea. Mm -hmm. This one's a hard hitter. Yeah. So I have that same favorite line as, as you do. And then this song is an interesting one for me because on the other side there's this very driven person and I think when you take out some of the lines I mm-hmm. feel like they almost apply to me mm-hmm. um because I kind of feel like I've been on both sides of yes. this of this exchange and of thought um like I've been that girl who you know didn't have the confidence to really be myself and and stand up for myself and I always thought like oh this older man is like so wise and he must you know, know so much and like I look up to him. Mm-hmm. But then also like who I am outside of of like a relationship when I was younger, like I'm a very driven person yes. and I am very guilty of being extremely caught up in what I am doing and what I want to achieve mm-hmm. that I sometimes have to stop and make sure like, okay, is my partner getting everything he needs from me. And uh, Mm -hmm. that line that really stuck out for me was, well, you were out building other worlds. Where was I? Yeah. And that one, it's kind of like a little bit of a shock to me because I'm just like, 
I need to remember this. Like, okay, Rachel and I, we are building an empire right now yes. from our little podcast. And, and other things. Like, and other yeah, things. It, and other things. And even like with my career, like I'm very passionate about it and I want to be successful. And then like even when with my horses, I've had goals with that since I was like seven years old. And I can just get very caught up in all of that. So yeah, I don't know. It's just like a good reminder for me to be like, I need to check in with other people and make mm-hmm. sure I'm not being like extremely selfish or just like unattentive. You know, that's just something I've, I've really tried to work on where it's just like, okay, have I checked in with you? Are you feeling loved? Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like I support you? And and all of that. So just, just kind of a different perspective of if anyone else mm-hmm. can relate to that. No, I, I really like that because I hadn't thought about that because I've definitely been the same. Mm-hmm. Like recently, uh, it is a bit easier when you live together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to not to not uh, fall into that. But yes. even like I have noticed that sometimes, like I get very um, mental, mm-hmm. especially like if I'm just having a bad couple weeks or something. That I, it's not that I purposely put up a wall, but it's there. Yeah, I do. Where the same. it's just yeah, where it's just like you know, watching One Tree Hill. If my boyfriend would come over my shoulder to want to watch, I would like give the side eye. Yes. Oh, yeah. I am so good at the side eye. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just kind of like, you know, we can have it with career, which definitely both of us have fallen prey to, which is great for us. I love that we are so driven. But even just in those simple things of being at home, Mm -hmm. you know, where she's like, oh, I sit and watch you. They're on the other side and I'm here watching One Tree Hill, not acknowledging that they're there which yes. I've definitely done before. <laughs> oh yeah, I have definitely done that before. And I think going back to what we originally said about this album, why it's so beautiful is because relationships are complicated, right? Yep. Like, you know, we are not the victims in every song here. Sometimes we are the person who is causing the pain. And sometimes and, we're both. Yeah, and, so, and we're both. Like we can be both at the exact same time. Um, I can mm-hmm. definitely think of like uh, situations in my relationship where like, you know, my partner and I were both maybe mad about something at the other person for, and yeah. we both feel like the person who is the victim in the song, yet we're both acting like the person who is just tolerating. Yes. Um, yeah. So, oh, wow. Wow. That just got a lot deeper <laughs> than I expected. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just like, I want to mention this. Didn't think we were going that far down the hole, though. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till we get to Coney Island. Come on. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. We're going to be like, and in this moment, I was too focused on my career. (laughs) I was just fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, All right. Let's go to a bop. Let's let's move on to a bop now. Pass the song five. (laughs) No body, no crime. I have no favorite lines. Literally, all I wrote was, it's just a vibe. It's such a vibe. And I I pulled one favorite line and it was it was really hard um because again this is one of those songs where it's just kind of flowing and it's it's really hard to find like just that one small thing that you really like because it all just works so well and in my personal opinion this is like a new version of goodbye earl by the dixie chicks i don't know if you've ever <laughs> seen that music video or heard that song i i it came out in the have. 90s yeah I you probably, probably have. have um but that was one of the first music videos i ever saw on tv and i loved Mm -hmm. it so when this song came out i was just kind of reminded of those like you know girl power they're taking on the bad guy who was abusive and cheating and that kind of stuff so like i would love to see a music video of this song Mm -hmm. 
with the lens of Goodbye Earl. If anyone hasn't watched it, like, please go watch that video. It's it's a time. It's hilarious. And or just give I us, just, like, a feature-length film. Yeah, uh, that I'm also works because Taylor's into that now. So, yeah, that's why I kind of love this song. And I even sent it to a friend um, after it came out. And I, all I said was, like, this is probably some shit that I would have to do for you. And mm-hmm. she's like, yep, this is true. <laughs> um, so that's kind of funny. And my favorite line that I pulled was, uh, her husband's acting different and it smells like infidelity. She says, that ain't my Merlot on his mouth. That ain't my Julie on our joint account. Mm. I love it's just it. It's like, just kind of slaps, you know? <laughs> yeah. My, my favorite meme from Evermore release time was the one where it was like, I can't believe it's taken this long for Taylor Swift to start actually singing about killing men. <laughs> right? <laughs> this It's very much like, um, I bet you think about me, like just kind of that mm-hmm. really punchy yet still fun song that's kind of dragging on people <laughs> i know it on when i hear it like it i know that it's set in modern times but like i think of a western yeah when I hear it yeah, yeah you really do so it's good and then we jump into like my favorite song <laughs> it actually happiness. is i love i <laughs> love happiness it's yes. not happy at no, all as we've learned from all of taylor's songs with happy yep. in the title um they are not happy <laughs> They're nope. sad. Nope. And my – just kind of going back to what we said earlier about this being Taylor's most adult album, I personally believe that Happiness is her most adult song. Yes. I would agree with that. Yes. And it is just beautiful and it's heartbreaking. And again, like similar to what we were talking about in Tolerate It, I love how self-aware it is. Mm-hmm. It's very self-aware. So this is what originally drew me to this song. Um, and it's I – ha- I have many lines, so just just let me go for okay. a minute. Yeah, you just go. Um, so my favorite lyric to start with is, Honey, when I'm above the trees, I see this for what it is. But now I'm right down in it. All the years I've given is just shit we're dividing up. <sighs> I love the fact that it's very mindful and it's mm-hmm. acknowledging that – I will get through this and I know that it was time for this situation to end, but that doesn't mean it doesn't fucking hurt. Yeah. And just that that line of all the years I've given is just shit we're dividing up cuts so deep because, you know, like I have not had a relationship that was seven years long and then ended in this. Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen for me, but you know, it's that moment where the relationship ends, where everything is all your moments that you had over however long a period of time is basically just things, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of put them in a box. And, you know, I do kind of see that part as um, a divorce. Yes. And splitting up assets and all of that. And, you know, very literal translation of it. And then my next one is haunted by the look in my eyes that would have loved you for a lifetime. Oh, I know. So good. And then, when did all our lessons start to look like weapons pointed at my deepest hurt? Mm. Which, that that's a lot. I almost yeah. see that kind of um, as, you know, like scorekeeping, basically, yeah. where you might have overcome something at a period of time, but that person keeps bringing it up. Uh, yes, yeah. That's kind of how I picture this, is like when that re- relationship was breaking down, it's like suddenly everything you've ever done wrong that we've overcome and learned from you're now using against me as reasons why it's ending 
yeah. So that that's what comes across with that line. And this one uh, gets me on a very personal level. And it's no one teaches you what to do when a good man hurts you. And you know I you love hurt that. too. Yes, I love yes. that. Thing. I think it's so true because, again, going back, this is our theme. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is is this awful character, right? Like mm-hmm. they're just people and you loved each other for mm-hmm. a reason and, you know, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And you were also very hurtful to that person. Yep. So I don't know. I think it's just, again, like very adult to say mm-hmm. where it's like that person isn't just bad. He was also a good person. Yeah. And I love it when you compare it to folklore where when I think about that juvenile love, when you break up, no matter if you were in the wrong anywhere or not, you're like, screw them. Like they mm-hmm. suck. I don't like them. This yeah. is all their fault. Where when you become an adult, it does kind of hit you like a two by four where you have to be like, there are two parties in this relationship. It's mm-hmm. not so black and white of he did this to me, so we ended and screw him. You know, maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is. We don't yeah. we we don't condone like cheating or infidelity or any of that but you know it's like looking at the history of your relationship and being like how did we get here and oh he did things I did things and now we're here yeah so the next one is after giving you the best I had tell me what to give after that I knew you were gonna pull that line just based on our on our red conversation that we had in our last bonus episode Yeah. So like I just – I love how especially if you are in a codependent relationship, you have to build yourself back up and rediscover who you are after. Mm -hmm. You know, after however long this relationship was, like you're not going to be the same person in the end. You might even not even know who that is. So it's just kind of like when you've lost that part of yourself that was so integral to your life, what do you do? And I can imagine that being a very paralyzing experience. And then – A nice hopeful line is, across our great divide, there's a glorious sunrise. Mm, So there you go. There's my thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, this song was another slow burn for me, but it's I Mm -hmm. love how complex it is. And Mm -hmm. it really is that transition of emotion and, and moving on because it very much starts out of that anger, um, Mm -hmm. of this breakup but then it's like that realization of just like no no I'm like I'm moving on I'm letting go I'm releasing it and um I think it's a very adult version of Olivia Rodrigo's song Happier yes because in that song it's very much like you know I want you to be well but like don't be as happy as you were with me and yes this one it it really does like it wishes the best for that person in the end and it's it's that ad- admission of like I'm not okay right now but I know I will mm-hmm. be and it's just so hopeful mm-hmm. so I have mm-hmm. two favorite lines and okay. um, I'm glad they're different from yours so this is perfect this is uh, a first. so the first <laughs> I know right especially in this song I was like waiting for you to say the same thing um so the first one is I hope she'll be a beautiful fool who takes my spot next to you. No, I didn't mean that. Sorry, I can't see facts through all of my fury. And I feel like that really does play off of what I just said about um, Olivia's song, Happier, Mm -hmm. because um, in that moment, you're just like, oh, I want you to like 
you know, be awful to the next person. I want like mm-hmm. never to be happy again. Like you should have been happiest when you were with me. But then it's mm-hmm. like stopping yourself and being like, no, no. Like I do actually wish you the best. And mm-hmm. it's it's just working towards that. And really like yeah. you don't see facts when you're that angry. And then my second favorite line is just because you can feel the pain in her mm-hmm. voice when she's singing it. And it's, I pulled your body into mine every goddamn night. Now I get fake niceties. Yes. And oh, I don't know lines. why that like, it guts me that that mm-hmm. line, like I just, it hurts so much because even in like my relationship, okay, we are not like going through this, but mm-hmm. it's that knowing that you, you held someone at night or you were held and just like the, the thought of losing that, I'm just like yeah. absolutely like gutted from it. Yeah. Both of those lines were on the OG list. And then I was like, there's too many here. So I'm glad you brought them up. Perfect. Yes. I had to kind of do some editing and I just, I'm like, okay, I'll just shorten that one up. So they're all different. Yep. Yep. I just, I love that entire song. I think it's just so, it's such a true adult relationship. Like I feel like you could be in your twenties going through this and you could be in your fifties. Yeah. I wonder if this was almost track five. It it kind of feels like it, but there's a bit too much hope. I think. It is. It does end hopeful, which, you know, yes. it's not allowed. Those track fives. <laughs> track Those five. track fives. Um, yeah. I, whenever I hear it, I don't know. Do you think that the character that he cheated on her or do you think it just – the relationship just dissolved? I think it just dissolved. Like I feel like this song, it's almost so ambiguous with what happened that mm-hmm. you could apply almost – any situation yeah to it like like it it's almost going back to that like it doesn't matter how and why you broke mm-hmm. up it all hurts right yes. it hurts just as much whether the uh breakup was um mutual or something awful happened um yeah it's still painful and you have yeah. to get to that point where you do wish the best for that person and they wish the best for you yeah, I agree. I think um, this song ties very closely to Right Where You Left Me for me. Mm-hmm. So when I hear it, um, the story in my brain, I don't think that the person cheated, but I do think that like another person, it's that trigger of like you connect with another person at a party or something and you realize that it's not right for you anymore. Right. That's kind of, that's like the situation I hear in my head, but maybe that's because it's like they're so closely tied mm, in true. my brain. Yeah, like very easily this song could roll right after, right where you yes. left me. Yes. So, which we'll get to later because like I'm pretty sure that's one of my favorite songs ever. Oh, so good. I love that song. It's okay. So good. Okay. Are we done with happiness? Yeah. Can we go sorry, on guys, being happy I'm, now? I feel, like, I feel like that was like 20 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. Um, Dorothea. I don't have a lot of thoughts, finally. Uh, No, I don't either. Again, this song makes me excited for the story, Um, the Laura's version story, (laughs) uh, how it fits in. I do have one favorite line, and um, a tiny screen's the only place I see you now, and I got nothing but well wishes for you. I love that. Also, I feel like Dorothy is an influencer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I I don't know. I feel like she's that famous person back from Gold Rush. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll get Although into tiny the screen. Okay, I'm I'm like going back to like the 50s and 60s when TV screens were smaller. <laughs> That's what I imagine, Fair. but now I understand tiny screen that could also be a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, like I think it was like um the section where it's like you're a queen selling dreams, selling makeup selling and magazines. Selling makeup and magazines. Yes. 
So I think that's why I heard influencer. Yeah, that's true. I also have heard a lot like she's thinking of Selena Gomez in that Mm -hmm. verse there, which I I think that's fun. I think it works both ways, like in a modern way. Yeah, an influencer and then in like a more like old Hollywood way, kind of like the tiny, the silver screen. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite line is, if you're ever tired of being known for who you know, you know, you'll always know me. Mm. It's just that good, like good buddies vibe, you know? Yeah, I, I find it really cute. And I, I almost see this song as between friends. Yeah, yeah. I think it no. also could work very well between friends. Like, I think there's some lines that you could imply that there was yeah. a relationship, like under the bleachers, like it's still the same soul and that kind of stuff. But also you could still just be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coney Island. Oh, oh man. Coney Island. Oh, man. <sighs> All right, this- so – we're this just going to be attacking ourselves left, right, and center <laughs> with this one. <laughs> I, I have a lot. Oh, my God. Okay. So I started writing lines down, and then I was just like, oh, I wrote the whole song down. Um, yep, yep, yep. So, so for me, very similar. Obviously a favorite, but it's very similar to Exile, which if you've listened to our folklore episode and a lot of our other podcast episodes, you'll know I love that song. And for me, this is just oh, – it's so good. Um, it's it's two people who forgot to love each other back. Yes. And it really hits my soul. Um, do you want me just to go through my lines? Sure. You go through yours. I'll go through okay. mine. And then we can Watch assess we our the thoughts. Whole song. I'll just read the Watch whole song. Watch us have the same lines. <laughs> Probably. So really just the opening line, um, break my soul into looking for you, but you're right here. If I can't relate to you anymore, who am I related to? So yep. for me, it's that that idea that you know, you're still together. Like, you know, you're still living together. You're still in each other's lives, but you're not there for each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like um, when your partner becomes your roommate. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's just like, you've kind of lost that spark and you've lost that, that love. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is, oh, it's one of my favorites. Did I close my fist around something delicate? Did I shatter you? Mm-hmm. Oh, just the imagery. That's of one that. of mine. It's, oh, it's so painful. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's a good one. Okay, this one kind of continues on. The question pounds my head, what's a lifetime of achievement? That one, going back to tolerate it, hits Mm -hmm. me in the same way. Yeah. You know, like these two people, they were out trying to be everything they they could be, Mm -hmm. and then they forgot to be there for each other. Next is, just because it sounds so good, it's the whole bridge. (laughs) Um, And do you miss the rogue who coaxed you into paradise and left you there? Will you forgive my soul when you're too wise to trust me and too old to care. Mm-hmm. And this actually, that could actually relate back to happiness mm-hmm. in a way because it's like, and and maybe Willow, because like you were so consumed with each other mm-hmm. that you went into this, this relationship and now that it's kind of over or that love is gone, it's like, are you going to forgive them for doing that to you? So interesting concept. And then this part is just so beautiful. Were you waiting at our old spot in the tree line by the gold clock? Did I leave you hanging every single day? Were you mm-hmm. standing in the hallway with a big cake? Happy birthday. Did I paint your bluest skies the darkest gray? And then, and when I got into the accident, the sight that flashed before me was your face. But when I walked up to the podium, I think that I forgot to say your name. You like said all my favorite lines. So. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to just go in through. Feelings. I'm going to go through. I'm going to go through them later still. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just have so many feelings about that whole section because that's where I kind of got that idea of people who forgot to love each other. Mm-hmm. And it was like they were still doing things, but never 
grateful for it and very much relating back to tolerate it. And even though there was like, you know, this accident, it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I must still love you because you were the one thing I thought of. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel this song ending on a happy note in a weird way, in a really weird mm-hmm. way, because they're actually realizing that they aren't loving each other back and they still want to. And it's mm-hmm. almost like this um, new purpose and new life to fight for each other. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of Coney Island for me. It ends happy. Cool. So my lines, I might be repeating some, That's but okay. I think there was one. We that love them. I They're actually, all so good. Yes. Um, one that really gets me is, and if this is the long haul, how do we get here so soon? Oh, so good. Which it just like, <laughs> I don't know. You know how like especially in like young relationships, it's always the concept of forever. Yes. Right? It's always like, I'll love you forever. And that just is like that moment of just kind of like realization maybe when you're at a turning point in your relationship where you're like, maybe, maybe I have to work harder at this. Yeah. Like maybe forever is too long or yeah, it's like that decision point, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that line. Uh, And then this one's just like the verse. I can't remember if you – apparently I have the memory of a goldfish. So it doesn't matter. We love problems. hearing these lines. <laughs> <laughs> we love hearing the lines. So just say them. Yeah. Uh, the question pounds my head. What's a lifetime of achievement? If I pushed you to the edge, but you were too polite to leave me. Oh, yes. And so like, good. I see like when I hear that line, it reminds me of kind of like a couple in their 50s, 60s. And like the romance is just gone. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, that when you see it off, like, I mean, not that often, but you do see it where couples, you can tell that they're still together, but it's just for convenience, really. Yeah. You wonder why. And then um, also going back to tolerate it. My gosh, this song is always just a a cornerstone here of like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they weren't able to leave. Yeah. So like I almost, again, this this kind of, this line kind of reminds me of Outlander again, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in sorry for spoilers, spoiler alert for anybody that doesn't know. Close your ears for the next 15 seconds. <laughs> but do you know in I think it's season three when there's the section where Claire and Frank are back together? Yeah. And they stay together for Brianna, but mm-hmm. basically like they just get to a point where infidelity is happening and they don't even care. Yeah, like they're living their separate lives. Yes. That's what comes up in my brain when I hear this line is a relationship like that. Yes. Where they started in a relationship where it was like they really loved each other and they were there for each other, but they are just so both going opposite directions that they just kind of stay together because why not? Mm-hmm. You know? It's just easier. So it's just easier. It's just easier. You know, if you were you were too polite to leave me. And then uh, will you forgive my soul when you're too wise to trust me and too old to care? Love that line. Mm-hmm. And that one actually reminds me of younger relationships where, you know, it does end in more, you know, burning flames yes. and it doesn't end with any closure. Mm-hmm. And I feel when I hear that, it rem- well, it's kind of a personal line for me, again, of sometimes you have to look back five, ten years later in order to see it for what it truly was and then you can forgive that person. Yeah. Yeah. So, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yes. So – yeah, feelings. I love Coney Island. It's oh, great. so good. So good. It's great. I don't know. Uh, I don't – in this song, I don't think they've broken up yet. 
No, I don't think so. I think very much like we were saying before, it's that decision point of like, Mm -hmm. okay, do we actually still love each other and we just need to work harder at Mm -hmm. it or are we moving on? Yeah. And I almost hear it as the guy from Tolerate It is waking up to what's going on. Good point. Yes. Because like maybe she got to a point where she stayed with him, but you know, just going back to that, if I pushed you to the edge, but you were too polite to leave me, goes to that end of tolerate it, kind of ties in with it. So it's yes. almost like it got to a point where she was starting to act like he was. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. I like that connection. So there you go. Bots. Ivy. I love Ivy, actually. Me too. I really like this song, and I feel that it's very underrated. It is. And like no one I... talks about this song, and it's great. No, and I find like it has some of her best, best visuals and metaphors. Mm-hmm. And I have three favorite lines. Okay. Or sections that I, you know, I limited myself to three because I was going through and I was like, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Same. And I, I, just, I pared myself down to two. <laughs> okay. Cause I'm just like, we just, we just keep going forever. <laughs> um, my first one is, and the old widow goes to the stone every day, but I don't, I just sit here and wait grieving for the living oh yes ah so good i know Uh, does this song by any chance okay we're gonna think back to folklore for a moment and the lakes and just mm -hmm. the imagery that the lakes brought us Mm -hmm. do you kind of get that same like whimsical feel Um, of that song in this one i get the same whimsical vibe but i don't relate them no like i wouldn't relate them but for some reason like just the imagery of the lakes Mm-hmm. comes up in this song as well. I don't know why, but like oh, I definitely maybe someone picture, else feels that way. <laughs> I, I definitely picture like a little English cottage in yes. um, in the Lake District. A little stone cottage. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I live and die for moments that we stole on begged and borrowed time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's a war. It's like the goddamn fight of my life and you started it. Yes. So I don't know. I just – this song, it does kind of just scream infidelity to yes, me. Yes, Yeah. But emotional infidelity. Like when I hear it, it feels more like an emotional affair. Oh, really? Going on. Yeah, I don't really get a lot of phys- like the physical side of it. I don't know. It's just it's very emotional to me. It feels mm-hmm. more emotional okay. affair than physical. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What are your favorite lines? Yeah, so like I, I had kind of the same thing where like I felt like it, it was an affair. It's a woman falling in love with another man, but she's, you know, engaged to another man or or married Mary. to another man. And just how the song then progresses, I almost feel like it's ambiguous if they were discovered or not mm-hmm. and whether like they were killed for it or, or like hunted down or they tried to run away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It has a very like fairy tale story, not fairy tale <laughs> story a very folklore story to it mm-hmm. um so my favorite line as well was how's one to know i'd live and die for moments that we stole on begged and borrowed time um, it. it's just so good and then my other favorite line is oh god damn my pain fits in the palm of your freezing hand taking mine but it's promised to another mm-hmm. and that's where i got more like the actual physical affair from mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's like this man has come in and and they're having like these moments that they're stealing away to be with each other. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I got like the actual relationship from. Like it was something more beyond the emotional. Mm -hmm. 
But I mean, yeah. I think it's like, yeah, definitely in my brain, there's some physical infidelity, <laughs> but I, I definitely feels like, um, you know, like she very much fell in love with another person. Oh, for sure. Like she's is definitely more, more the emotional side that I'm in love. And as everyone knows, um, I've been really into the Regency I genre. was literally about to say that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so like, glad. This whole song I put into that time frame where like, you know, women were betrothed and mm-hmm. – Yet, you know, they maybe they fell in love with the blacksmith and wanted to run away with the blacksmith and then like their reputation would be destroyed for it. So very much that vibe with this song. I feel like when Taylor wrote this, she she must have been like maybe watching, um, I guess Bridgerton wasn't out yet, but you know, Outlander, she was watching some Regency shows, reading some mm-hmm. books. <laughs> That's just kind of where, where I get a lot of the vibes from. But I also was watching a lot of this stuff when this album was out so maybe mm-hmm. i'm putting that on on it myself yeah i like in the i'd live and die for moments that we stole section mm-hmm. i just picture like a very bridgerton scene of like yes like they're sneaking off, around right like sneaking off to the gallery room when you're like at a at a dance party when you're at a ball <laughs> you're gonna say dance friday at a ball <laughs> at a ball when you're at a ball okay you know i'm sometimes sometimes you put your modern lens on it okay yeah whoops. Uh, <laughs> So, okay, um, Cowboy Like Me, I have a newfound appreciation for. It's Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, I have I've, loved this song since the first time I heard it. So I'm glad you appreciate it as well. I know. I think it just – it feels like um, when I hear it because when I first listened to it, like I was not in the relationship that I am now. Like I don't even think I'd met my partner and no. just like what she's talking about at the time of kind of being more um, stone cold about relationships and yeah. like not wanting love, et cetera, et cetera. Like I feel like that was me and the state that I was in where like I went into when I was like thinking about dating again. I was like, I just want to have fun, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's why it sticks with me when I listened back and looked at the lyrics. So I have three okay, favorites. Uh and you asked me to dance, but I said dancing is a dangerous game. Mm, so that one's also mine. I'll just keep up with you on this one because okay. I feel like we might cross over a bit. Okay. Yes, I love um, that line. It's just so like cheeky of like, should I or shouldn't I? Yes. And then uh, the line that – or well, they're, they're the two lines that really kind of bring me back to that time where I got with my got together with my partner was – Never wanted love, just a fancy car. Now I'm waiting by the phone like I'm sitting in an airport bar. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's def- it's that feeling of like you don't want to fall in love, but yeah. then you do. And then you do. And you're like, damn. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I Got me. Wanna, I didn't want to wait by the phone like this. Um, and then uh, now you hang from my lips like the gardens of Babylon with your boots beneath my bed forever is the sweetest con. Oh, that, I love that line. Although I will admit, I thought she was saying forever is the sweetest home. I don't know if anyone else thought that, but I thought that <laughs> until I was like writing lyrics down today. I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. it's con. I know. So I think that's just like I, th- this song I know is more uh, – you can you, – this could be a movie, really. This could be a movie. But oh, my God. It just – it brings that – up to me of like you know you see it especially in movies you see it all the time of like the people that they just don't want relationships mm-hmm. and they like don't want to fall in love whether like they're just not relationship people or they've been hurt over and over again etc this is that song for me of that slow descent 
into love where you really almost don't want to do it. Yeah. I love it. It's it's a really nice – reminds me of a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, like I think this song is just like fine wine. Like it's it's very mature and yep. and kind of dark. And I actually think it's like quite sexy. Like the mm-hmm. song False God on the Lover album, which is also like one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't repeat the two lines that, that you had there, but I will kind of do the chorus where um, you had some tricks up your sleeve. Takes one to know one. You're a cowboy like me, perched in the dark, yeah. telling all the rich folks anything they want to hear. Like it could be love. I could be the way for it, only if they pay for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about. I don't know what it is with this song, but I just love it so much because it's almost wakes like, up a beast inside you. <laughs> yeah, and I know like a co- another common theme we've been talking about has been um, as individuals, you know, we are driven and we have passions. And I think maybe what I like so much about this song, it's like meeting someone with those same goals and passions mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. and connecting on that and then falling in love. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is, I'm going to, uh, do I want to say it's my favorite song in the album? Yeah, it is. <laughs> love it. It's, a sexy I have, song. it's so hard. I can't really pick like one favorite song, but this one is definitely like high, high, high. And I feel like there's just songs that I love and songs that I'm like, I like. <laughs> Yep. Nope. That's, that's a, the only two categories. I can't rate them beyond that. Yep. All righty. Long story short. I have fun with this song. Kind of tying into what I was saying about Cowboy Like Me. I have a lot of feelings about my current relationship connected to this song mm-hmm. because I definitely felt like I was very jaded at that time. Yes. And this is just a very kind of like, uh, you know, more softening. It's like a softening song. Is like you were kind of hardened by the by your experiences before, and then somebody comes into your life that you know warms you up again. Yeah. So, my two favorite lyrics is actually I always felt I must look better in the rear view. That's a good one. It's a good line. I think we said it in the red episode of like the you know women are when you break up they're upset fat like right away. Yes. Kind of thing and get over it quicker. Where men, they're fine right away, but then they get upset later. Yep. I, I hear that a lot with that line. Oh, that's so true. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like I'm that. Just that. I'm just that like you felt you were, you know, not um, appreciated and all of this. And then suddenly four months go by and then they're like, why did you leave me? So I hear yeah. that. Like, oh, and, I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. And then this line, and he's passing by, rare as the glimmer of a comet in the sky, and he feels like home if the shoe fits walking it everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so cute. It's a cute line. So what are your thoughts? Um, so this song, it's fun. I will admit it's not one of my favorites. It's not mine either. It's no invisible yeah. string. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like I like it, but I feel like so many of the songs, they have this certain tempo and tone mm-hmm. to them that it's almost like I'm like oh oh this is a more like upbeat song um mm-hmm. if anyone understands what I what I mean by that and my favorite line is clung to the nearest lips long story short it was the wrong guy just because I think it's hilarious because I feel like we've just all been there yep definitely definitely yeah yeah so I don't really have much else to say about this song I think you really captured it well mm-hmm. um Marjorie this song kills me. 
Oh my god, I'm gonna get emotional just talking about it. Literally, um, I, I listened to this song uh, one time driving in the car, and I called my grandmother instantly. I know, like talk to your loved ones, people. Like you don't know mm-hmm. how long you have them around. And do you want me just to to go here? I have like a lot of lines. Again, I kind of wrote like a whole thing. <laughs> okay, I only have three, so okay. maybe I, I'll just list mine out because I'm, yeah. I'm sure you'll you cover that, some of them. And then, yeah, I will admit what you don't say. That's a good idea. Okay. 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 Go. So my first one is never wield such power. You forget to be polite. Mm-hmm. Because that's just a good freaking lesson. There's good and lessons in this song. <laughs> there is, and you know what? You and I were powerful freaking women. We need to remember that sometimes. Yes. Because <laughs> sometimes uh, I don't know about you, but I can really um, elicit my, or I can really push what I want onto people in a not mm-hmm. so kind way. So well, I feel like we. We get so passionate in what we mm-hmm. want that you know, you know, we we take no prisoners, no. so to say, <laughs> like none at all, none at all. It's kind of our our way or the highway. <laughs> yep, it is. Love that for us. Okay. No shame and no shame, no shame. Uh, all your closets of backlog dreams and how you left them all to me. Mm. <laughs> I don't think. Um, I don't necessarily have like a personal experience with this, but it almost feels kind of like uh, when I I do lose those people, I will feel it pretty hard. Yeah. And this is the line that made me call my grandmother. <laughs> yeah. And then um, this one is, I should have asked you questions. I should have asked you how to be. I love that. And it's so true. And, it, yeah. and I feel like a lot of people do say that. Mm-hmm when when they do lose a loved one you know like they feel like they didn't ask them the right things while they had them yeah and I think that it's a common problem especially with the elderly members in your family especially once if they live in a retirement home or something Mm -hmm. you know I've seen it whether it's in a movie or with people around you where it's just like it's kind of feels like an obligation to spend time with them yeah and when I hear this, it's just such a good reminder to be like, they have been on this planet for like 70 plus, 80 plus years. They know mm-hmm. a lot more than you do. Yeah. Like they've seen a lot of things and they've lived a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And um, I I love family history and like knowing about my family tree and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's important to document this kind of stuff because, you know, once those people are gone, like those stories are gone forever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I, I think when I hear that line, I really wish that our society uh, specifically celebrated mm-hmm. our elderly more. Yeah. Cause we really don't, not like other yeah. cultures. No, it, it definitely feels like um, they get to a certain age and we are just like, Kate, push them out of our conscious, like push them out of our direct consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're missing out a lot by doing that. So, yeah. yeah, I really um I really do love this song and it's been a nice reminder to treasure those who are in my life who I'm fortunate to still have but might not have for that much longer. And then I'm sure when mm-hmm. that day comes, this will hit even harder. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like I definitely can't sing this song all the way mm-hmm. through without like crying and then watching the music with the lyric video that goes along mm-hmm. with it of Taylor's grandmother. Oh my God. (laughs) It's it's too much for my soul to bear. Yeah. I love it. So I know that this one is a hard hitting 
song for you. So the stage is yours. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because I kind of omitted lines as, as you read them out. Okay. Um, so I think the thing that hits me the hardest is um, I, I kind of included them because it, it's said three times, but in three different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's, if I didn't know better, I think you were talking, listening, singing to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, how woo-woo do you want me to go here? Oh, like we can go woo-woo. A little woo-woo? Okay. I'm I'm happy to go woo-woo, but I like to be invited. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like a bit of a, like my family, my dad's side, I my grandfather passed away in 75, so I never got to know him. Yeah. Um, but he was like the horseman of yes. the family. As our listeners knows, we we are horse girls. And then I have an aunt who passed away a year, like just less than a year before I was born, who was a horsewoman. She rode hunters and jumpers just like I do. Also looks um, exactly like you. Scary. St- extremely scary. There is a picture in my dad's dining room of my aunt. And I've had numerous people say, oh, Laura, what a nice picture of you. And I'm like, that's not me, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> um, so that's kind of funny. and. Uh, then I also lost my grandmother in 2018. She was just a few weeks shy of her 100th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are people who are like physically gone in my life. And two of them, you know, I never actually did get to meet. But going on the woo-woo side, I have always felt like I had a connection to them mm-hmm. through my riding. And I actually do like feel them around me. Um, like my granddad is over my right shoulder and then my aunt is in front of me on my left Mm -hmm. and it, I've, I've talked to our spiritual therapist about this and they're just like, you know, your grandfather is the one who finds you horses that you're going to love and your aunt helps you ride them. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's always just been very special. And before I was even told that I always felt like I had people on my side helping me. Yep. Um, and then with my grandmother, um, as we talk about in like some of our, our work experiences. I worked for my family business who she was like the cornerstone foundation of and ran it very successfully. And then after she was gone, um, that's mm-hmm. when I stepped in and really tried to make her proud and carry on her legacy. And I always like felt her presence yep. within that. And um, I remember one thing we said from an episode, there came a time where like I was – no longer able to reach my full potential and my goals within mm-hmm. that role. And I had mm-hmm. stayed on to like kind of make her proud. But then I also kind of felt her being like, no, like you need to move on from this. And she's still with me yeah. in that because I still carry like her memories forward. So that's kind of like my dad's side of the family. So that song like really hits me hard for that side. Mm-hmm. And then on my mom's side, um, I'm very fortunate to still have my grandfather and he is in his 90s though. Yep. So like definitely things are changing from how I remember him like as a, as a kid being very active. And then my grandmother is suffering from very advanced dementia. Yes. So without them even being physically gone, they are essentially gone. Like she's kind of got to a point where she doesn't really know who I am and um, kind of beyond the, the, the children, like her children, mm-hmm. um, she kind of has to be reminded and mm-hmm. she'll have moments where she's aware, mm-hmm. but then like other moments where like she is living in another 
time. Like she's living in the 50s in her mind, yeah. um, which is very hard. But like, again, like I just have to kind of remember those moments mm-hmm. before she forgot. So it's it's very hard. And like, I'm very fortunate that I was close to my grandfather and my grandmother and, and my grandmother on my dad's side. So like, it's nice to say that like, you know, I, I grew up with them in my life, which I know a lot of people can't say, but it's very hard just watching them kind of slowly slip away. Yeah. So that's why the song is like very hard for me. It kind of goes beyond the the grandmother role. I think it applies to anyone that you've lost. Yeah. Um, so that is, sorry, that started off as one of my first favorite lines. <laughs> um, <laughs> just feeling them. I feel their presence. Like yep. even though they're not physically on this plane, I still feel them and I feel them communicate with me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I relate to Taylor of her, you know, um, if you didn't know better, you would think that they're still here. Yeah. Um, and then I love the bridge. Mm-hmm. I think just the story that it tells, you really get Taylor's feelings for it. And mm-hmm. even though like I don't personally like relate to this exact story, like I can remember times in my life where I was just like, oh, I was complaining I had to do this with my grandparents, but like, you know, I should have been more grateful for it. Um, So I'll just read it. The autumn chill that wakes me up, you loved the amber skies so much. Long limbs and frozen swims, you'd always go past where our feet could touch. And I complained the whole way there, the car ride back and up the stairs. And then leading into your asking questions line. And then I also love the line like, watched as you signed your name, Marjorie. I don't know what it is about that line, but I absolutely love it. I really love that. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the line too of like, I should have kept every grocery store receipt. Yeah. I actually, I deleted that one out because I felt like I was like, I'm going on very long. So maybe I should cut that one. But I also love that line. Yeah. Because I love it um, like specifically about grandparents when she goes on to the, because um, every scrap of you would be taken from me. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that when it's your grandparents, especially if you you lose them young, yes, you don't really understand that that time you have with them is going to be the only time, yeah. Or it could like every time could be the only time, the last time you see them. Mm-hmm. And I think that really captures that feeling of um, not truly having viewed that relationship with your grandparents in the light of treasure every moment. Oh, absolutely. And like I was so fortunate growing up, you know, my my grandmother and my dad's side live about 45 minutes away from us. So, you know, I would see her. We would watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy together and um, mm-hmm. she was a mean card player. So she taught me a lot of card games. Yeah. Um, and then also like the smell of her from baking. It's so triggering for me because I was just like, oh my God, it's Graham. And then on like my mom's side, I literally lived a block away from my grandparents. And when I would walk home from school, I would stop in for like hot chocolate and ice cream and a cookie. <laughs> so I don't know. I yeah. I feel very grateful. Um, it's nice that like even as like a young adult, mm-hmm. they, they got to see that part of my life. You know, like obviously m- most of them won't see me get married and, and have my own children. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Like, you know, my granddad is is doing well, knock on wood. So, you know, maybe he'll be able to to witness that. So yeah. don't take him for granted, people. Don't do nope. that. Don't do that. All right. So on to closure. I know that this isn't your favorite of the bops. 
No. So when I was talking before at the beginning where like Evermore is a zero skips album for me, this is the one exception. However, I've gotten better. Um, And I do listen to it because I actually like it's a good song. It's just the the thing about the intro. You come off the time, the time signature. Like the kind of experimental time signature. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're coming off such a beautiful emotional song such as Marjorie and into this very jarring intro. Um, I've like kind of took offense to it Mm -hmm. for the first few listens through this album. And now that like I'm kind of used to it, I like, I was just like, okay, I got to get past this intro and into the actual song. And it's a Mm -hmm. good song. Like there's nothing wrong with the song. I just, I struggle with that part. And so I have like one favorite line and it's really just like reminds me of me when I'm being Mm -hmm. petty. Yep. And it's um, don't treat me like some situation that needs to be handled. I'm fine with my spite, my tears, and my beers and my candles. <laughs> like, I love just, that line. <laughs> it's just some fucking shit I would say. I'd be like, hate you. <laughs> um, I got my fucking candle. I know. I got my fucking candle. I don't drink beer, but I'll have a cider. And, you know, I'm probably crying because I cry over everything. Um, yeah. So that just kind of always makes me laugh a little bit because it's just something I would do. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I know this is more impactful for you, so I will let you take the stage for this song. All right. So yeah, closure hits me. And actually the next closure, Evermore and Right Where You Left Me, kind of hit um, a specific chord in mm-hmm. me. There's a specific relationship that I went through in early years of college that um, I, I never got over until last year. And I had to do a lot of work to move past it. Closure specifically, I feel like this song was written about me because as kind of a tool that I had to do uh, in my counseling sessions that I was doing at the time was write a letter to this person or... yes. And I decided to send it like a shortened version, more just inviting, uh, discussing further if that person wanted to, but it was more just an apology. Mm -hmm. So why I think that I feel like this was written about me is the line that says, and seeing the shape of your name still spells out pain. Ooh, yes. Because, you know, it had been a really long time. Like it's, it was very ballsy (laughs) of me to do that. And just the energy that I got back was kind of like, I don't want to go near this or touch oh, this. Yes. Okay. I I remember your perspective about this song, but I'll let you yes. continue. Yes. So that's kind of how I perceive it is it feels a bit like it was about – it feels like it's about me. Mm-hmm. And why I like it is that it feels like it really emphasizes how someone's intentions as the letter sender can be misconstrued mm-hmm. depending on if – like how hurt the person receiving was or their feelings towards the situation. And the line that really emphasizes that to me is guilty, guilty, reaching out across the sea that you built between you and me, but it's fake and it's also unnecessary. Interesting. Because like, I don't know, I think having, because I've received a letter and I've sent one. And I think that especially when we don't want to go back somewhere, our reaction is to be like, no, they're just trying to manipulate me, Mm -hmm. which isn't really the case. Oftentimes, sometimes it is and be careful and trust your intuition. But at least in my case, that wasn't what was happening. And 
I think that this was just a, a good lesson for me to learn if I ever receive something like that from a friend. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So I, I don't like the opening either, but I think the lines, like the lyrics of the song really hit me and helped me get over something at the right time. Yes. I definitely think that for you, because especially when I did listen to the lines, I was just like, oh, like this is actually quite impactful of what's trying to be explained mm-hmm. here. And yeah, I do remember when this first came out that you were thinking like, this would be him singing a song about me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just like, wow, <laughs> I'm kind of the, I don't want to say person in the wrong, but like from that person's point of view, you are. This is how you, this is how you came across. Yeah. That's really all my thoughts. It just like, I don't know. I was surprised when I heard that song for the first time where I'm like, how do you literally write songs that just describe my life? I know. They just work. It's amazing. What a specific experience to have a Taylor Swift song referencing. <laughs> yeah, really. And then like not very long after it it actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, leading into Evermore is kind of going off of that. And I, I see this song as almost um, a morning period for a relationship mm-hmm. and my I have three favorite lines two of them are kind of uh different verses so different versions of each other and it's I replay my footsteps on each stepping stone trying to find the one where I went wrong writing letters addressed to the fire yes I have that one yes as well I just I feel like this can just be applied in so many situations mm-hmm. when things go wrong And you're Mm -hmm. like, what did I do? You know, what was that moment Mm -hmm. that this went wrong? And just like the kind of the – I like how she said writing letters, like referencing that it's plural because oftentimes to process – like that is a recommended thing by a lot of therapists is when you're going – trying to get over something to write letters to that person or that experience, et cetera, et cetera. And oftentimes you have to do it like four or five times. Yeah, and sometimes you're not necessarily even ever going to send them to that person. Mm-hmm. It's just your own way of letting go. So like literally you're writing them to burn. Yep, yep. So love that line. The next one is, I rewind the tape, but all it does is pause on the very moment all was lost. Mm, so good. And I don't know. I I just – I don't have a lot of thoughts on specifically what this part elicits to me. But it's just the um, repetitive going over in your brain over and over again of what happened and can I pinpoint what got me there. But Mm -hmm. it still winds up in the same place. And then I had a feeling so peculiar, this pain wouldn't be forevermore. Yes, I love that. I actually really love that song. I don't think it gets enough credit. No, it's another song that I really enjoy as well, especially the bridge when they're kind of going back and forth because I feel like that's the... The pain of like fighting through and trying to understand and then moving past, like it's that's the actual battle within. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very like intelligent song for for being so underrated. And um, I had the same first line as you. Um, I replay my footsteps on its stepping stone, trying to find the one where I went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just think of so many times in my mo- in my life where I'm just like, hmm, yeah. what was that moment that uh, things you know, I did something that screwed all of this up. And then my other favorite line is, and I was catching my breath, floors of a cabin creaking under my step, and I couldn't be sure I 
I had a feeling so peculiar, this pain wouldn't be forevermore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just very nicely rounding back to Willow yeah. because, you know, we have the cardigan music video and then we have the Willow music video and they kind of like start and stop in the same place. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels like Evermore is ending at that cabin. And the song in general, I just find it very fresh and releasing mm-hmm. of that pain. And um, even in the very beginning, I kind of feel Taylor's emotion mm-hmm. of things that she has felt gone wrong in her life and not necessarily with relationships because there was that um, motion capture put me in a bad light. Mm-hmm. And I feel sometimes like how she's been portrayed in the media mm-hmm. of these like small little moments taken out of context. And it's trying to find out like, oh, like that was the moment where they picked me apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just find the song. It's a very powerful song. It is. I love it. I, I think it should get more hype. It should. It really should. I mean, it's the namesake of the album. It is. It is. It deserves more love. It does. I think it's I think it's because uh Bonnie Vare is on it and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a similar duet to Exile. Right. But it's like the duet part of Exile hits a bit harder. So I feel like they almost get unfairly compared. Yeah, because really he sings the same verse twice. And that's where yeah. I really like like I wasn't actually sure how I felt about that part initially when I heard the song. I was just like, oh, mm. this feels like kind of out of context. Mm-hmm. a little bit but then when you really break down those lines you can feel like that's that battle i was talking about yep of of releasing the pain and moving forward yeah okay so right where you left me i love this song my favorite three lines or they're more like verses i'm sorry i love this song <laughs> is did you ever hear about the girl who got frozen time went on for everybody else she won't know it She's still 23 inside her fantasy, how it was supposed to be. Yeah. The next one is, I cause no harm, mind my business. If our love died young, I can't bear witness. And it's been so long, but if you ever think you got it wrong, I'm right where you left me. Mm, that Yes, I can see how you would pick that yes. line. Yep. And then, um, I swear you could hear a hairpin drop right when I felt the moment stop. Glass shattered on the white cloth. Everybody moved on. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just kind of, I don't know. I really like the fact that she some, she literally wrote a song about like the shell of a woman yeah. or just a ghost, and I love it. It's so good. It's so good. And it really um, put into word. Like obviously, I probably wouldn't have seen it this way at the time, but it put into words a time in my life um, that was hard to explain. It was very hard to explain, and I'm very grateful to have this as something to look back on of where I've been. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Emotions. <laughs> emotions, emotions, everyone. All right. Well, I'm emotions. so glad. We we actually picked different lines. Wow. I know. I was really worried when you said you had a bunch, and I was like, oh, no. So do I. <laughs> what a time. Um, what a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. So I – absolutely love this song the visual is incredible another song that could just have its own movie mm-hmm. um and it's fun to sing yep like i feel like you can just get so passionate when you're singing yep. the song and this one really has some crucial lines that to me just the imagery and and how they're sung and how they just sound within the lyrics i'm like oh it's so good um 
So the first one is dust collected on my pinned up hair. Love that. And uh, I don't know, it's just like brings me back to that more like 30s, 40s hairstyle of like a woman who would have her hair pinned up in curls and with this man who she thought she was going to be with forever. And uh, so Mm -hmm. good. And then the other one is, and you're sitting in front of me at the restaurant when I was still the one you want. Cross-legged in the dim light, everything was just right. I could feel the mascara run. You told me that you met someone. And that's the line that ties it back to happiness for me. (laughs) Yes. And I just feel like that is a dagger to your heart. Yeah. And the song, oh, there's the storytelling in it is so good. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's 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 a hard call. Like I said, I'm not picking a number one song on the album, but this is definitely one of them. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely um a tie between right where you left me and happiness. Yeah, see, for me, I would go with uh, Cowboy Like Me and this one. Yep. Yeah. Also, also Marjorie. Like, but, you know, Marjorie, it's its own thing. That's its own thing. <laughs> I know. Also, like, I don't know why this came to mind because this is not what happened in Legally Blonde, but I'm just picturing that scene where Warren Huntington III breaks up with yes. her at dinner. <laughs> yes. Actually, okay, you'll like that. Okay, I'm not going to reveal anything about the story, but like Legally Blonde might have been a little bit of inspiration. Um, right. So yes, no, I was getting the same vibes from this song. Yep. So maybe yep. that's where I always think like the blonde hair kind of like curled and done up mm-hmm. very nicely. Like, you know, you think you're getting proposed to and then you're being yep. told that he met someone else and he's leaving you. Damn you, Warren Huntington III. Damn you, Warren Huntington the third. <laughs> <laughs> father had to make a call to get you in harvard i know so rude okay uh it's time to go it's time to go very much like- what we're gonna be saying soon on this episode i know i know but hey it's still shorter than the red album so and it's i know far, hey, we're doing good and it's far less depressing <laughs> yeah i feel like this is kind of more back to the folklore one yes and I do, I do love how the two bonus tracks for this, it's almost like you could remove one and it would end the album in a different way. Like it feels like two ending tracks. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um, my two favorite lines, uh, 15 years, 15 million tears, begging till my knees bled. I gave it my all. He gave me nothing at all. Then wondered why I left. All right. So that's also my favorite line. I love there it. There we go. There we go. And then he's got my past frozen behind glass, but I've got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another one that I really yeah. liked as well. And I'll I be honest, I, for, I forget about this song a I lot. Too. It's very I don't know good. why. It's very positive. Think, yeah, like it's it's kind of an interesting song. I feel like it's a good song. Like there's nothing wrong yeah. with it. I think it's very valid. But yeah, I don't know if it's just at like the very, very end and I just forget it. Like I get all caught up on right where you left me and mm-hmm. – don't have time for this song. Um, it's not like, in my personal opinion, in how it the tempo and how it just sounds, it's not like the strongest. Yeah. So I think that's why it kind of falls through the cracks a little bit with yeah. me. No, I agree. I think um, – but like it's a very good message. Yeah, it was a great message. Well, I feel like we kind of already said our favorite songs. Excellent. Look at that. We kept it under two hours, people. What's our next album? Our next actually? album. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess I it depends. Is she releasing Speak Now or 1989? That's true. That's true. Though we did never talk about Fearless. We didn't. 
If you guys want, yeah. we'll do like maybe just the bonus tracks of Fearless because it's also yes. a very long album. So I don't know if we want to go through mm-hmm. everything unless there's like particular songs you guys want to hear our thoughts on. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely down to do like the bonus vault tracks. Same because like I have a lot of thoughts on you all over me. Oh, so good. And also don't you? Yep. And also we were happy. So basically oh. all of them. Yeah, I know all of them. They're really great. It could be an hour-long episode just us talking about those. Pretty much. Yeah. So let us know because these are really fun and I love doing them. Me and I'm too. kind of like I'm almost like I'm a little sad that we've done our Evermore episode now because I just love it so much. Yeah. At least now we can share it with the world. <laughs> yeah. Evermore part two, if we ever experience anything she talks about in this album. I really hope not, though. I- I'm good if we don't. Yeah, I'm good too. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. So please, if you feel to feel called to, give us a little follow on our Instagram. It's the tea with Laura and Rachel. And if you could also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would really help our show out and we would very much appreciate it. We definitely would. And live like tea. Live like tea.